Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, there are really two things that help us get to where we want to go, whatever that is, whatever your retirement goals are, whatever your life goals are. There's two things that help you get there. Number one, doing proactive steps toward the goal, actually taking action. Number two, it is avoiding the common pitfalls and mistakes that a lot of people make as they try to reach their goals. And sometimes it is by no fault of their own. It is maybe ignorance where they don't know the rules. They don't know what things to avoid. And so it takes them so much longer to get to where they want to go. So today we're going to talk about three things, big mistakes and pitfalls that I see made all the time by federal employees that you want to avoid so that you can reach your retirement goals that much faster, that much easier so you can have the life that you love even faster. So we're going to dive right in. And again, these three things, there are exceptions to these rules, but they're few. If I had to make a rule, I'd say you want to stay away from them. Stay away from them. And if you have a very, very interesting case, then it may make sense for you. But again, we'll have to dig into the nuance. And regardless, okay, let me let me start. Let me actually start here. There's going to be some salesmen and some maybe some friends, some coworkers, whatever, that say, hey, I did this and this was work, what worked for me. Or you should do this, blah, 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 blah. Whenever you hear that, you have to have a bunch of red flags that go off. You have to. First, are they the type of friend or coworker, whoever, that is in a better financial position to you and in a position that you say, wow, I trust their advice. I trust what they're saying. And if yes, awesome. Do research, see if it applies to you. If not, uh, again, do a lot of research, see if it applies to you. So without further ado, let's dive into the three things that you want to avoid almost at all cost to help you get to your retirement goals faster. Now, again, there's exceptions. We'll dive into those. Number one, annuities. Annuities. Now, what the heck am I talking about when I say annuities? Because people know that your pension, basically your monthly check you get when you retire, is sometimes called an annuity. I'm not talking about that annuity. That annuity, we like that annuity, okay? The type of annuity I'm talking about is when you take your TSP, your IRA, some other lump sum of money somewhere, and you go give it to an insurance company and say, hey, I want you to, to guarantee me a monthly payment, take my money, you get the growth, you do all these things, I want to guarantee. That's what it is. Now, there is a reason that annuity salesmen get huge commissions, huge commissions, because insurance companies make so much money off of you when you buy an annuity. So you have to understand that first. It's okay. <laughs> you know, the insurance company is obviously making a lot of money because first, they pay their salesmen very, very well. And guess who's paying that? Paying for that is you are. You're paying that salesman with your money by handing it over. Now, why is an annuity so bad? Right? And again, in some cases it makes sense, but for federal employees, I have never seen it make sense. With at least a client I've worked worked with, I've never seen it make sense. So long story short. Yeah, you give your money over, they guarantee you a rate of return. There's different types of annuity, but basically the core structure is they guarantee a certain amount. And right now, sometimes it's tempting. It's like, wow, the market's losing money. I want to guarantee. I don't want to have to go up and down with the market. I want to guarantee. It sounds so right. But think about it. For you as a federal employee, you really have two different types of income. You have fixed income, like your pension, 
social security, first supplement, those sort of things. It's a monthly check that comes in no matter what. Number two, you have things that are more flexible like your TSP, IRAs, other savings. And both of those are so important. We love the fixed income because it lays a foundation for your retirement income. We love it. However, if we trade all our flexible money that we have control over, if we trade that all for fixed income, you have no control. No control. What if you need a huge lump sum, something comes up? Well, hey, your money's stuck in that annuity. Oh, you need this for you know a sudden thing? Oh, it's stuck here. You need flexibility as well. So as federal employees, you do not need more fixed income. You do not need more fixed income. And with an annuity, there's huge cost with, with the commission you're paying the salesman, right? And you give up massive growth opportunities because the insurance company is now making money on your money. And you're not. They give you the fixed portion and they take the rest. So you need both. You need fixed income, which you have with your pension and your social security, or maybe a military retirement, whatever other fixed income you have. And then you have, of course, your TSP IRA, those things that are so crucial that you need to be investing so you get the growth over time so your money is able to keep up with inflation over time. So that is a short spiel on annuities. I'll have to do a longer video. There's so many more details there, but long story short, the vast majority of the time, you want to stay away. Stay away. Okay, number two, whole life insurance. Now, I'll tell you a quick story. A couple years ago, I was speaking with a couple. They were in their late 20s, early 30s, right in there. And I saw they were paying $24,000 every single year in life insurance premiums. That's right, $24,000. They were both high-earning federal employees. They both had good salaries so they could afford it. But $24,000. They didn't even have kids. They had barely any debt, and they were paying $24,000. I repeat, $24,000 in life insurance premiums. And I asked them, like, why the heck do you have this? And they're like, well, our financial advisor, our life insurance salesman, said it was a good idea, so he did it. He said it was an investment opportunity. Oh, I wanted to strangle the financial advisor. I wanted to strangle him. First, they didn't need as much insurance as they had. Second, they did not need whole life policies. They needed a good term policy to get them through where they were reliant on each other. They were planning to have kids. Okay, perfect. You want to get your kids raised? Definitely. Get a good term policy that covers the time that you need coverage, but you don't have to pay an arm and leg for it. When you get a term policy, it is cheaper, much cheaper than a whole life. Whole life is sold as so many things. It's sold as an investment opportunity, the cash value. Oh, the price stays the same forever. Yes, all those things are true, but it still is so expensive. So expensive. I did, I did some rough math just a couple of minutes ago before I, I came live here. And I was like, okay, what if they took that $24,000 they're spending every year and they invested it? And they, let's say, retired about 60, so 30 years. They'd have almost $3 million. $3 million from that money they were putting into life insurance that they probably weren't going to keep forever, right? And even if they did, they would be way better off just investing it themselves and getting that growth themselves. So whole life insurance, in some cases, it does, it does make sense. And again, probably on this one, I have a little more flexibility than for annuities. But again, the general rule is no, stay away from whole life insurance, get a good term policy. Now, for federal employees, yes, you know, there's Fegley that comes into play, and that's kind of a whole different segment of life insurance. That is a group term insurance, and that, that price does change over time. So you want to make sure, even for you as federal employees with Fegley, you want to make sure, okay, am I overpaying for this? 
does a good term policy actually work better? Would I save money doing that? If you want more information on that, I have a whole tons of videos on Fegley. Just type it into YouTube, right? And, and say, hey, Haas Federal Advisors, Fegley, and you get a bunch of information there. So those are the first two. Number three. So this, the third thing you really don't want to waste your money on at all is a little different than the first two. And it is don't time the market. And the reason I'm including this is because right now the market's really struggling. And so I know a lot of you are so nervous and maybe you've already moved to the G fund. And this is my encouragement to you to don't do it. Stick to the course. Stick to the course. I have seen so much money and potential wasted because someone was not willing to ride out the waves. Even when someone retires, there's going to be a portion of their money that they need to have invested, that they need to have in the C fund, the S fund, in the more aggressive funds. That's where it should be. Now, certainly some of their money should be short-term. We know that, right? And check out my, my video on how to invest in retirement. Check that out if you want to know a good strategy for coming up with that mix. But you have to ride out the waves. It is a losing game to try to time the market saying, oh, I'm going to go to G Fund. I don't want to lose any money. It feels good in the short term, but it is such a short term win. Long term, it's so hard to know when to actually get out and you know move to the G Fund. And you don't have to just be right once of knowing when to come out. You have to be right twice. You have to know when to take money out, put it in the G Fund, and then know when to put it back in. You have to be right twice. And the odds of you being right those times is way less than 50%. The vast majority of people that try lose money. They don't do as well. Just They would have done way better just by keeping their money in the market and investing for the long term. You need to have a strategy for the long term. I'm not saying you should be 100% C fund all the time, especially as you approach retirement. But again, you have to have a strategy. And please, please take this as, a, as your inspiration. And even if your reason... To, to not move to the G fund right now, just say, okay, I'm going to stick it out another month or whatever it is. Just keep yourself going. Keep yourself going. They've done so much research on this topic, especially. And the people that try to go in and out, sometimes they can get it right, sometimes, but the odds of it are so low that to do it consistently over time, it's, it's zero, zero percent. You're going to end up with way less money, so much time and money wasted and stress. Because you're worrying about it, trying to figure out when to move in and out. Please don't do it. Please, 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 please don't do it. And I know there's TSP services out there. There's companies and you know services where you pay money and they'll tell you. They'll give you the inside scoop on when to move to the G Fund, when to go back. And they'll tell you how it is. Please ignore those. Please. For me. Do it for me. The odds of that doing better over time are so slim, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's next to zero. If you want to have a stress-free retirement, you need to come up with a plan that works in good times and bad. So I hope that's helpful. If you have any tips for your fellow federal employees on things you should not waste your money on, please put it in the comments below because we all improve and learn when we all share and get better together. So I hope that was helpful. Have an incredible rest of your day, your evening, your morning week, month, whatever it is. See you next time.